Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Get ready, Vikings Nation. Welcome to Purple and Gold for Days, where my friend and yours, Mr. Justin Day, dives headfirst into the Purple and Gold universe, delivering the latest updates and commentary on your favorite team, the Minnesota Vikings. You're listening to Purple and Gold for Days, a Vikings First in Skull production. What's going on, everybody? It is great to have you with me. The Vikings have what some call the game of the season and ultimately may become their turning point this Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers. In this episode, I will talk about the matchups of our offense versus their defense, our defense against their offense, and a slew of other matchups that we are going to need to win in order to get the W at U.S. Bank Stadium. But before I do, if you haven't already subscribed to Vikings First and Skull and Purple and Gold for Days on YouTube, please hit us up and help us grow this Vikings community. We got the NFC North Roundup. Now, last week was really easy because the Packers were off, the Vikings and Bears were playing each other, so I only had one game to really talk about, but... We have some interesting matchups, not the least of which, (laughs) and I say that completely sarcastically, the Vegas Raiders 
going to Soldier Field. Ugh, snooze fest. I like the Vegas Raiders because Chicago's just terrible. I mean, we should have put up more points against them, but nevertheless, that is going down at 12 o'clock Central. But I hope that here in the Minnesota area at 12 o'clock Central, we get the Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. Now, that's going to be an interesting matchup. And outside of Philly, Miami, and of course, San Francisco and the Vikings, this game is the game I'm most looking forward to seeing. Um, I'm going to officially pick Baltimore only because they're at home, but I think it's going to be a great game all the way around. We got the Green Bay Packers traveling to the Denver Broncos. Ugh, a couple of bottom feeding teams. Yes, I know Green Bay has two wins and they had their bye week already, but I think Denver can pull it off. If Russell Wilson goes back in time about three years, listen, as much as I hate saying it, Denver's just God awful. I think the Packers are going to win, but I will be happy to be wrong. I would be ecstatic to be wrong and that the green bay packers would lose that game five and one is in fact greater than one and eleven the vikings are taking a massive step up in competition this week ladies and gentlemen the two victories we've had over carolina and chicago one and eleven whoop-de-ding-dong proves nothing particularly when you didn't even blow them out like everybody else has you're facing the five and one San Francisco 49ers. And yeah, realistically, they should be six and oh, but for a missed field goal, you know, it was a back and forth, knockdown, down, drag out sort of game with the Cleveland Browns. But man alive, even though they lost that game, we were going to have a tough hill to climb. Even before we lost Justin Jefferson, we had a tough hill to climb. So let me just make this clear. Don't let the fact that Cleveland beat them. First off, it was in their house. Now, this game is going to be on our house. But guess what? We're 0-3 in our house so far this season. So the home field advantage really isn't much of an advantage. But I'll say this. Cleveland's defense, just slightly better than ours. Just ever so slightly. So defensively, <laughs> it's going to be one of those things where hold on to your hats. And offensively, pretty much the same thing. But we're going to break down those matchups here in just a moment. Matchup number one, their offense against our defense. I've never been one to do the rankings and compare offense to offense and defense to defense. I've always said, let's go offense, defense, and, and, and the other way around, too. Brock Purdy, we got to get to this guy to have any chance of winning. I know run CMC and Debo Samuel might be out. And I say run CMC because earlier this week I, I kept saying run DMC. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, run CMC. But I digress. You can get to this guy. Going into the season, before we had seen anything from the Brian Flores defense, I said when I was arguing my guy Dave from Minnesota Sports Talk who wanted to tell me that the Vikings were going to be better than the 49ers. Okay, but I digress. I said their offensive and defensive lines are so superior to ours, particularly. And again, we hadn't seen anything yet. Daniel Hunter was still holding out, so to speak, or holding in, whatever. I'm just like, that San Francisco offensive line and defensive lines are so beyond us that how do you think we're going to even get to this guy? Well, their offensive line is still good, but it's got some weaknesses, particularly on that right side. Their right tackle, right guard combination has fallen off a little bit. Now, I'm not saying they're terrible. I'm not saying they're terrible at all. But what I'm saying is now that we've got what we've got with our defensive line. And it is a daggone shame that uh, Marcus Davenport's not going to be in this game. He's going to be out for at least four weeks. We all know that. But in the games that Davenport has played, this defensive line has looked 
respectable. So the gap that I had originally said from our defensive line to their offensive line has shrunk a little bit. Bottom line is this. Brock Purdy, outside of maybe Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, he's one of the top five guys against the blitz, against pressure. So you got to be judicious about bringing that blitz, Flores. You can't just blitz him 60% of the time, even without his two main weapons. I still think that we got to be judicious about how often we blitz this guy. Byron Murphy Jr., Harrison, the hitman, you guys are going to have to roam that backfield because I believe that the Vikings are going to have the front seven be within five yards of line of scrimmage, pert near the whole game, whether they're coming on blitzes or not. So you guys are going to have to hold the fort down. And, yes, Byron Murphy sealed that game against Chicago last week. Again, it was literally the guy in the backyard playing 500 that said jackpot and just kind of <laughs> willy-nilly threw up that duck. But he made the play. We have seen Vikings quarter cornerbacks in the past that have had an opportunity like that and didn't make the play. So we got to give it up to Byron Murphy for at least holding, holding on to the ball. Now, I was shocked after he fumbled as he's getting tackled. I'm shocked we got that ball back. It would have just been so Vikings to get a game ceiling interception only to fumble it away. I was, I'm like, oh my gosh, they got it. They, they always get it. Anyway, bottom line, defensively. You're going to have to bring the pressure and you're going to have to bring the pressure with just four, maybe five, just four, maybe five, because you blitz this guy too much. It's Katie Barter door. I mean, how many times did we blitz Justin Herbert and how many times did we touched him? We touched him once and it was a strip sack swipe that Daniil Hunter had. That was the only time we touched him all game. Honestly, you know how I always say the offense might have to carry more of the load where I'd say 65% of the production needs to come from the offense and 35 from the defense. Defense, you guys got to be the ones who produce. And that's not entirely fair because a lot of the talent is on the offensive side of the ball in general, but without Jefferson. Defense, you're going to have to be the ones that win this game. We've won two games this year, and both times had a defensive touchdown. Now, you cannot rely on that. That is not sustainable. Just like last year, it was not sustainable. But defense, you got to hold them. You got to hold them down because I'm going to get into it here in just a minute with our offense against their defense, and it ain't pretty. Defensive guys, you're going to have to win this game. As ridiculous as that sounds, that's just how I feel. Their defense against our offense. Oh, boy. Let me just say it like this. Our offense against two bottom feeders. Let's see. We scored 21 points, minus seven from the defense. That means we scored 14 offensive points against Carolina. And by the way, we really had a net seven because we gave up seven. Thank you, Kirk, for the 99-yard pick sticks. Against Chicago, had 12 points at the half. Should have been 13, but blocked extra point. Okay, that's not Kirk. That's not the offense fault. Again, you scored zero points in the second half against a god-awful team in Chicago. What are you going to do against Nick Bosa and this defense? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm still trying to figure out how we get past 14 or 17 points against these guys. And 17 might be generous. It might be like 15, five field goals. I don't know. Defense or offensively. Even if we had Justin Jefferson, I would say, okay, we should try to, you know, we'll have to get to at least 21. I don't know how they're going to score. And I say somewhat serious and somewhat sarcastically, but honestly, tell me, this Vikings offensive line, has it, you know, done better than what we thought it would be? Yeah, it's been a little bit better. I'll give them that. I'll definitely give them that. 
but their defensive line, they're a four-man wrecking crew, particularly with Nick Bosa. I'm just saying. It is going to be difficult, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be difficult, to say the least. To say the least, it's going to be difficult. But if Kirk Cousins can have the game of his life and not freak out and not get bogged down by the crowd noise, ugh, I'm still a little irritated with that. Still quite a bit irritated with that, as, as a matter of fact. I think we have enough evidence that he's just kind of a two. Now, again, I'm not saying don't start him, but it should be a 50-50 split. It shouldn't be Madison getting 18 touches and Cam Akers getting two. It should be Madison getting 15 touches and Cam Akers getting 10 or 12. Because you got to get these running backs involved, and you got to get them involved early. You've got Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne and T.J. Hawkinson and Josh Oliver. Assuming they all don't drop a handful of passes or don't put the ball on the turf, we got a shot, but it's got to be quick passes. It's got to be toss sweeps. It's got to be jet sweeps. It's got to be misdirections. You can't, you cannot do a five to seven step drop where, okay, Kirk gets the snap and he play actions to the running back, whoever it is. And he turns around and all of a sudden he's got somebody in his face. No, that ain't going to work. You got to do short, quick passes. You've got, you've got to win the time of possession. You just have to. You cannot set your defense up to fail. You can't put your defense out on the field for 40 minutes while you only on the field 20. That is not going to work against anybody, especially the 49ers. So you've got a ball control. You've got to win the time of possession. And you have got to execute. You've got to be better than one half, six possessions, four three and outs against the Bears. Against the Bears. Seriously. How in the world do you not score any points against the Bears in a half? And by, so what I'm saying here, and again, I'm not crying over spilled milk. We got the W, but if you can't score on the Bears, you better figure something else out to score against San Francisco's defense. So, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. You know, if we had J.J., I would say we could score between 21 and 24. Without J.J., I'm saying 14 to 17. And we might be generous. We might need two defensive scores. And we better hope that they don't get a defensive score. Otherwise, forget about it. Ugh. They're still a good team. I know. They don't have their two weapons on offense. Or they might not. We don't know at this point if they're going to play. We're going to find out, you know, an hour and a half before the game. But even if they don't, their offensive line is still good enough to ball control us. Brock Purdy is still good enough even though he just took the L last week. I think it was first regular season L, right? That was his first L in the regular season. Okay. The kid's got something. I don't want to hear about how tricked up he is because he's, you know, with Shanahan. You can't be that tricked up. You got to still have some kind of skill and some kind of ability out there to be doing what he's doing. So, again, and by the way, as has been said a few dozen times on every channel that you can find talking about the Vikings. Yeah, they're pissed off. They're pissed off that they lost last week to the Cleveland Browns. Now, Cleveland, again, pretty good defense. I'd say top five defense, maybe even top three defense in the NFL. But they still should have won that game. They played like garbage and still should have won it. So now they're going to be extra pissed off. (laughs) We got a long day ahead of us, ladies and gentlemen, but do I think they can win? Yes. Do I think it's going to take them to be pert near perfect, both offensively and defensively? Yeah. 
But any given Sunday, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. If we lose to San Francisco, sell, sell, sell. I don't want to hear this. Oh, we're two and five, but we got a good game. We got a good schedule for the next six games. I don't care. I don't care. If you go five and one in your next six games after starting two and five, I don't care. Sell pieces. Sell them. Sell them. And let me be clear. I'm not rooting for losses. I'm just keeping it real. You lose this game, you start out two and five. And by the way, I'm not listening to my guys. Well, in 1999, the Vikings started two and four, and they came back and won eight of the last 12 games to go 10 and six. And then they actually won their first round playoff game. Jeff George, a little bit better than Kirk Cousins. Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Robert Smith, Jake Reed, a little more as a group better than our current situation. We all love JJ, but come on. Come on, y'all. And oh, by the way, that offensive line have four pro bowlers on it. And by the way, here's the thing that Dustin pointed out. We started two and four. And who was who was our opponent? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was the San Francisco 49ers, as a matter of fact. And they blew the doors off them. I think it was like 40 to 10 or something. I don't remember the exact score, but we mollywopped those guys. Now, if we somehow beat San Francisco, we ain't mollywopping them. But I'll say this. It would be interesting. You get a, you get a W. Now I'm listening to Don't Sell. If they lose on Monday. You find out how much you can get for Daniil Hunter. You find out, can you get anything for K.J. Osborne? Can you get anything for Harrison Smith? I mean, Ezra Cleveland would have been on that list, but he's kind of hurt now, so good luck trying to get anything from him. And you know what? I don't care what people say. You can call me Kirk Hader all you want. The people who know me know that's not true, but I'm going to say it like this. You go up to Kirk and be like, hey, I know you said to Kevin Seifert in the media that you know, you didn't want to talk about it. And apparently there's some reports out there that you've made it clear that you're not wa- waving your no trade clause. Here's how it's going to work. Between now and next Saturday, you're going to give me a list of teams that you would accept a trade to. And if you don't, after the Green Bay game, your ass going on the bench. And Jaron Hall's going to take the rest of the snaps for the season. There is no good that comes out of playing out the lame duck quarterback. Nothing good comes from that. Nothing. All that does is, oh, luck your way into seven wins. Big whoop-de-doo. Big whoop-de-deal. Hang the banner. That Kirk got us a few more wins on the way out. Whatever. No. You tell him, hey, we got to see what we got in this kid. 
And if he's got something, then we won't draft a quarterback in the first round. We'll draft a nose tackle or something. And if Kirk says, really, you're going to bench me and I'm trying to play off for another contract? Yeah, so give me a list of teams. You'll waive your no trade clause, too. That's what I say. And I don't care how that looks. And if he says no to that, be like, hey, you can be a $20 million backup. It's as simple as that. Daniil Hunter. You could probably get a second round pick, maybe even a low for I call Jacksonville, be like, I'll take your first and your fourth for Daniil Hunter. And now that makes you a player in the AFC. But, you know, like I said, I would try to convince Kirk. And if he doesn't want to do it, he's got every right to exercise his no trade clause. He has every right to do that. And I get it. He doesn't want to move his family and he doesn't want to have to move his family again. I say trade him to Atlanta. That's where his wife and company are from. That That's where her family is. Now, yeah, Atlanta would have to be willing to give him an extension before he weighs his no trade clause, but I'm sorry. There's a way to do it. But that's that's about what your fire sale would look like, roughly. It's kind of one of those expect nothing. That way you'll be pleasantly surprised as opposed to expecting something, and then you'll be disappointed. No, I totally agree. I totally, And as I've said, it's the Wilfs. They don't want to sell off pieces knowing that that's going to make their team worse, make them worse than mediocre. Oh, gosh, we can't have that. Not for one season can we ever have that. No, I think Wazy would want to make trades. <clears throat> Nothing's going to happen until the Wolves say, okay, we'll accept something to try to get us out of mediocrity, try to get us out. Do I think we can win? Yes, I think we can. Do I think we're going to? Probably not. Just being honest, probably not. I'll say again, your offense has got to ball control. You can't be going three and out. You can't. And I know their defense is outstanding, which is why I wanted to see more from you against bad defenses because you can't score against a bad defense. But I'm thinking the only way the Vikings can win is to ball control on offense and maybe get another defensive score because the only two wins we got, we scored a touchdown on defense both games because our offense didn't do much in either one of those games against Carolina and Chicago. And there's some people in here think we're going to, we're going to beat the 49ers by 10. Oh, absolutely not. Defensively. You got to get a couple turnovers. And honestly, Brock Purdy don't turn the ball over all that much. So you got to find a way again. I know we don't know if Debo and uh, Christian McCaffrey are going to play. If they do play, forget about it. CMC, Debo, and Trent Williams are still injured, did not practice today. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if any one of those three guys still play. But again, they'll, they'll try it out Monday and see what happens. But here's what I'm saying. Even without CMC and Debo, the offense. Now, if Trent Williams don't play too, if all three of them are out, then I like the defense to be able to do something because the offensive line for San Francisco, as good as it has been, has come back a couple steps. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's come back a couple sets, but yeah, if Trent Williams isn't there, then Daniel Hunter and company should be able to do something. And then again, what did I say earlier? Time of possession. You've got to, if you lose time of possession, like 32 minutes to 28. Okay. You know, 35, 25 is pushing it, but we don't have the worst time of possession this entire season there's like three or four games we lost at 40 to 20 that ain't gonna work that's not gonna work against these guys it's just not and even if you do win the time of possession it still might not work well with all of that being said i have to make a prediction 
My head says the 49ers. My heart says the Vikings. Because I'm always going to cheer for the Vikings. And I'm always going to hope that they win. But as I said earlier, it is difficult for me to find a path to victory. If none of the main players on both teams were injured, I would pick the 49ers by seven. So again, if Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Trent Williams, and Justin Jefferson were all on that field, yeah, 49ers by seven. But that isn't the case. We're missing our biggest star. They're missing their biggest two stars and one of their studs on the offensive line. And I still think it favors the 49ers. And so does Vegas. That's why they're favored on the road in our building. The Vikings have lost all three of their games at U.S. Bank Stadium so far this season, which I find crazy. I'm not surprised they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I did think the Chargers were going to be a coin flip game, but to also have lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and knowing that you are just seven games into the season and have already played half your home games with 10 games to go, it is going to be an uphill battle, regardless of if Justin Jefferson comes back after missing only four games or whether he misses six or more. Who the heck knows? It's going to be an uphill battle. I said it before. I will say it again. This is the tipping point of the season. I usually say the offense has to hold up their end of the bargain plus some. Against Kansas City, I said that they needed to score at least 35 points. And actually, 28 would have been enough. Mind you, Kansas City would have had an opportunity to actually do something besides try to run the clock out. But anyway, this is a game that's going to have to be won defensively. We're going to have to flip the script. Defensively, they can't give up any more than 17 points, I don't think, if the Vikings are to win this game. Now, you're going to be at home, and the defense has improved. And as we have all noted, the Vikings have only won games this year when the defense scores. So at the end of it, whether it's a 17-point performance or whether it's a 24, but you score seven yourself, the Vikings defense cannot afford to give up more than 17 points if they are to win. Final score prediction, Vikings 28, 49ers 27. We get the W, we keep our season alive, and we go into Lambeau Field looking to be 500. Once again, the heart always overrules the head. Programming notes, two old bloggers this afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Time. Dave and Darren will continue to break this game down and give their insights into the game coming up Monday night. Monday night, Real Forno Show will turn into Vikings pregame. I will be on the panel that night as well at 6.05 Central Time on the Vikings First and Scold YouTube page. The Vikings First and Scold YouTube page will also do live at the two-minute warning which will kick off at exactly the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter, regardless of the score and regardless if that game happens to be close and goes into overtime, we are going to live stream that bad boy. So please hit up the Vikings First and Skull YouTube page and subscribe there, as well as on my page, Purple and Gold for Days, for all kinds of great Vikings coverage and help us grow this community. That is all for this episode. Thank you kindly for joining me. And for now, Skull. To the next episode. You're listening to Purple and Gold for Days, a Vikings First and Skull production. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.